This is the Essence Reveal Podcast, where we peel back the layers to uncover your Essence brand. I'm Christina Courtright Jenkins, and I am a passionately curious Essence Explorer and Guide, and I'm the creator of Embody Your Essence Brand. Essence is the self-aware version of your authenticity. And when it comes to your personal brand, that's not something you create. It's something you uncover and embody. And that's what we're here to do. So are you ready for the adventure of revealing your Essence brand? Let's do this. Welcome to the Essence Reveal podcast. Thank you so much, Christina. I'm so glad you're here. My first question for you is, have you ever considered stand-up comedy? Actually, that is something that I recently thought about putting on my bucket list. Because I do too much stuff. And I've actually, I'm trying to start a business where I create e-learning courses. Mm-hmm. Because that's what I do for my day job. This is Benji. Benjamin Beauregard. Beauregard Beach. Beach. So I, I'm making up courses because I'm also a life coach. Mm-hmm. And one of the courses I created was on making a bucket list. Because a lot of people have bucket lists, but they're all travel. I want to go here. I want to go there. But your bucket list should be more than that. And you should start working on it now. Not when you get old. Not when you retire. You know, if you want to travel Mount Everest, good luck doing that when you're 75. (laughs) Not not that if you are 75 and you want to do that, that's on you. Well, I actually know a 70-year-old who did it. Amazing. But that's rare. That's super rare. That's super rare. And and why put it off? I mean, let's let's be brutally morbid. You might not live that long. How about that? Mm-hmm. So sure. do it now. And one of the things I thought about putting on my bucket list was doing stand-up comedy. I love that. And you are a natural, an absolute natural at being hilarious. So you do life coaching and the pillar of your coaching is that life should be fun. Life should be a beach. I love that. So what would that look like? If I was your client, what would that look like? Um, A lot of times I don't have like one-on-one clients. I use coaching in other things that I do. And really my idea of coaching is for women in our age group, Gen X women, who want more. It doesn't matter what more is. More will change on the on the person. But, you know, when you look at your life and you think, I should be more, I should have more, I should do more. And you know what that means for you. Let's work on making that happen. Let's set the boundaries that you need to go for what you want to go for. Let's confront the fears that stand in our way. I love that. I'd love to talk for just a few minutes about us Gen X women who we 
we really are in this interesting space where, you know, growing up in the 80s, when, I mean, literally, we were told we could do anything, anything at all. Like, you could be, uh, you know, high power corporate executive person bringing in a, you know, a really nice salary, have the baby, you don't even need a man for that, just do it on your own. And, you know, all that, like, literally, that's what we were told, that's what we believed. And then we got to a point in our life where we were supposed to have all that stuff. And then wait, we either don't have it, or we have it, and it's not what we thought it was going to be. Or so it wasn't just this idea that you could have it all, but it was all the expectations that went into that. And I, I, because I work with a lot of Gen X women too, that you just get to the point where you're like, what's even true anymore? What's even true? And you get to a point where you have to reevaluate things. I know for me, I live with depression. And when it was diagnosed, I was 42. And it happened as a result of a suicide attempt. And that suicide attempt happened because of everything you're talking about. You know, I was and still am an overachiever. You know, I was raised by two parents, first first generation college graduates. They met in grad school. I remember taking a paper home to my mom and I got an A plus, 96%. And she was like, oh, this is great. What did you miss? (laughs) And I have lived that way all my life. So when I was in 16, 17, you couldn't have told me that I would be 54 years old, single, never married, with a crazy dog that's peeing against the wall. (sighs) Mr. Benjamin Beauregard Beach. So that I can call him by his middle name when he's bad. (laughs) It's just daily. But you could not have told me that I was going to be this person. You know, I would have laughed at you. You know, my cousins lived across the street from me, and both of them are fathers, very successful fathers. And if you would have told me out of the three of us, I would be the one that didn't have kids. And I would be the one that never got married. I would not believe you. But I got to a point where it was too much because I was too much of a failure. This is the way my life was supposed to be. When I graduated high school, I graduated thinking, I'm gonna be the most successful bitch that came out of Beachwood High School because Yeah, I'm Karen Beach from Beachwood, Ohio. And I still struggle with that today. I think that that's kind of the bane of the Gen X generation is that we were expected to do everything that our parents weren't able to do because the culture opened up for us to do it. And we had all that pressure put on us, but we never really were taught how to be who we were, how to 
say, is that your expectation or is that my expectation? Is that your dream or is that my dream? And I think that that continues today, but I think that we're a generation where we know that there's something we can do about it, but we're kind of inventing the tools as we go, right? Like we get to this point, like you talked about, and um, depression is a big deal. Sleeping, we don't sleep because we're always pushing ourselves to be better, to be more. I see that just across this generation so, so much. Question for you, because the other thing that I'm seeing in this generation is there's a little bit of a of a division where we've got people, and I think that you and I are this kind of people where we're open to exploring, okay, like that hasn't worked. So I'm going to try something new. I'm going to move this way. And then we have people who are like, I'm just not doing it good enough, or I just need to be more. So I'm just going to dig my heels in and, you know, put my nose to the grindstone and just work harder and harder. Cause clearly it's something there's wrong with that's wrong with me. Cause I'm just not doing it. And so are you seeing that divide in the Gen X people that you work with? I have seen that. And I think a lot of us are so set in that way. Like you said, we dig our heels in and I'm going to do this. I'm going to make this happen. And for some of us, it happens. For some of those, it doesn't. And for those of us that it doesn't happen for, what is next? Because a lot of times we don't have a next. And what I've come to realize is that when, I mean, as far as me personally, I don't have one that got away. I just have a lot of Dodge bullets when it comes to getting married. Dodge bullet. <laughs> that didn't work out. But you have to look at things differently. And sometimes that's hard because you, like you said, we grew up believing we could be anything. And that is ingrained into our head. Well, I could be anything and this is what I want to be. This is what I need to be. This is what I have to do. And it's hard to pivot and change. You know, I'm supposed to be somebody's wife. And some guy is missing out because I am a good cook and my house is always clean. So y'all say that's important. I do all that stuff. But you have to pivot and turn. You know, like when I think about, I only wanted one child. I don't know how that was supposed to happen because I never really wanted to be pregnant. But when I look at how parenting has changed, I'm kind of glad I don't have a child. Because nowadays, I mean, I'm on a bunch of Gen X boards and a lot of Gen X people are upset because we were latchkey kids and we were neglected, you know, but when I look at my mom, she had friends, she had a life, she had things she did. And nowadays, if I had a kid, I would be expected to give up all of that and just be a mother. And that works for so many women. So many women get fulfillment out of that. And I don't know, I don't have a kid. So maybe I, I don't know, but... I I just can't see giving up everything. Yeah, and that is a, a big expectation. And I think it's a pushback from the latchkey kids. Oh, they didn't get enough attention. So now we, we've moved to the other side where we have, you know, the quote unquote helicopter parents. 
so when we talk about this, the thing that's coming into my mind is that snap moment, which is your thing. You know, because I'm a podcaster. I've been a podcaster for about seven years. And I had a podcast that I did with a friend of mine, Fun Feisty Fabulous, where we talked to women in their 40s and 50s about what they were doing. And then my co-host left because she had other things she needed to focus on. And I redid the name, renamed my podcast and everything. But I don't think I did it right because my audience tanked. And I thought, well, this is a good time for me to focus on my business, focus on my work. I had decided I'm going to stop doing my podcast. And I made that decision on Thursday, September 8th. I went to sleep and had a dream about a new podcast. In the dream, and I never remembered my dream, but I remembered this one. I had the name, what it was about, and the logo in the dream. So I woke up like, the hell just happened? But hours later, I still remembered it. And I work from home. So I'm like, let me turn on my personal computer and write this all down. And I wrote it all down. And by that evening, I had the name, the logo, the Facebook group, a two-page website done and all this stuff. And I just sat there about six, seven o'clock and I said, well, I guess I'm doing another podcast. But the success snap is that aha moment. That's that moment where if you've been confronting a lot of doubt and negativity about what you're doing, When you have that thing that happens, that conversation, that event that confirms that you're going in the right direction, or you have that moment or that event that turns you 180 degrees around and puts you in that other moment. So the podcast is about what was your life like before? What was the snap and how has it changed? I just interviewed a woman who's going to be my first episode because the show starts on the 26th of October, the success snap. The first woman I interviewed, very successful, went to Harvard, was on her way to medical school, had a snap event, and... 30 years later, she's written over 40 children's books and has lived in Israel. Wow. You know, and that was the snap that kind of told her, you need to go in another direction. And she did, and she's happy, and she is fulfilled. And that snap might be a first-time thing, or it could be something that has been nagging at you for a while. And you just haven't done it. Yes. So is it a spoiler alert if we talk about your snap moment? My snap moment, and I think I've had a couple of them. My mom died when I was 15. She had a lot of complications from diabetes. She went blind. Her kidneys failed. She had heart problems. Um, Before she died, she was taking like 30 pills a day for everything. And as 14, 15, when she was home, I was her primary caregiver. 
And when she died, I didn't see her for three days. And it's because I was so upset with the nurses that were there. And my mom had needed to go to the bathroom and I was calling the nurses, they didn't come. So I tried to put her in the wheelchair, but I didn't lock the wheels and she fell. And they came in there and yelled at me about not getting them. And I was so mad. My dad was like, just stay away for a couple days. And on the day, the hour before I was going to go back, my mom died. And for years, I carried that grief with me. I was like, she doesn't know that I loved her. She doesn't. She died thinking I was mad at her. And I forget what it was that happened, but it was some teenager. And it hit me. Your mom knew you were a teenager. Your mom knew how much you loved her. It was just a moment where it was just like, snap, she knew. She knew. And at that moment, it was like a weight was lifted. Beautiful. And and that is the power of the snap. It's like, you know what? I am doing the right thing. I am going in the right direction. You know what? This is what I need to be doing. And that moment can change everything. And that's what we talk about on my show, how everything changes. Now, does that mean that from that moment on, you're not going to have any problems? Nope. Life is never problem free, mm-hmm. you know, but it convinces you that you're doing the right thing or that you're not doing the right thing and you need to go and do this. But it is worth it to follow that. That is the purpose of the show to convince people that if you haven't got a snap, that doesn't mean that you're doing the wrong thing. You might be right where you need to be, but it can happen. And when it does, it's incredible. I love that. That's super, super powerful in the uh, Embody Your Essence brand program that I run. We call a snap moment would be what I call a C, S-E-E, or a significant emotional event. A snap would be one of those. It literally changes your wiring in your brain, on the energetic level, everything. It just switches. I'm really grateful that you shared that really personal story about your snap moment, Karen. It can be a moment. It could be a conversation that you're having with someone. It could be like the snap that led to me creating this podcast. It was a dream. I never remember my dreams. And all of a sudden, hours later, I'm remembering in vivid detail all of these things. Whatever that moment is, let's talk about it. Let's capture it. You know, because so many people need that type of encouragement. They need to know that it's okay to change your course. Karen, if you had one piece of wisdom or one top tip to share with the listeners, what would it be? Two words. It's okay. 
Whatever it is, it's okay. Because what we need to start doing as people, and I'm saying this to people are listening, people are watching, but I'm also saying it to myself because I can be relentlessly hard on myself. It's okay. I have a good life. I'm surrounded by people that I love, crazy dog included. You know, I have a beautiful house that I love. I do things that I enjoy doing. Basically, I have a really good life. I have a better life than some people that might have more money than me. You know, I have to learn to look at the good, what's going on that's good. And so often we have, as often called the missing tile theory, you're looking at this gorgeous mosaic and you notice that there's one little tile missing and once you notice it that's all you can see yeah it's beautiful but there's one tile missing we need to start looking at the beauty and that's what you do when you say it's okay i love that it's okay it's okay Karen, it has been absolutely so much fun to talk to <laughs> If they wanted to reach out to you today, how could they contact you? And everything will be in the show notes, too. If you'd like to talk to me and enjoy conversations much like Christina and I have had, you can join my Facebook group, The Success Snap. I love it. And if you have a success snap notes. and you want to be on my show, that's stories at the success snap.com. So, and then the show debuts on the 26th. It'll be everywhere that you can find good podcasts, much like the one you're listening to right now, the Essence Review Podcast. Yes, girl, we've got to just get the voices out there and share our light with the world. Definitely. Thank you for everything that you have brought to this podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, Karen. It has been. So thank you so much, Christina.